Wednesday and shout to Toronto. It was one of those mornings I ain't even gonna lie. It was one of those mornings I had to get up. I had to take a shower so I can get up because I was that tired. Look, I, I just, what I said, I just got out the shower. Look, it's my bathrobe. See my bathrobe? Uh, okay, we don't want to see that. If you have a bolt, you can see Envy just showed he has no pants on. I just got out the damn shower. Like, ran downstairs, <laughs> threw on a t shirt. And plugged in. Well, good morning, guys. How are you doing on this beautiful Wednesday? I'm tired too. Today was a tough day to get up. Yeah, it was. It was a, it was a tough one. But hey, we are here. And let me. You got a bomb. Drop a bomb. Right now. Round of applause. Shout to Angela Yee. Uh, all over the internet yesterday, Angela Yee did an interview with August Alcina, my birthday brother. Of course, his birthday September third. Uh, we haven't seen August in a while, so that she uh, they spoke about where he's been, what he's been up to, his music, everything that's going on with his life, his uh, past relationships. I don't want to give too much away because we're going to play it this morning. But I thought the interview was dope. You did a good job, man. You did a great job. Uh, thanks, Envy. Well, yeah, I'm you just, know, his, his new album just... Song. Thank you. His album just came out on Friday, uh, 27 Songs, mm-hmm. The Product 3, State of Emergency, and he also has a documentary series, a five-part series on YouTube. And... He wanted to really get a lot of things like, you know, just out of the way and clear the space for him to be able to move forward. And the one thing people picked up that was everywhere was his relationship with Jada Pinkett Smith. So we'll talk more about that later. I'll tell you some other things that happened. But shout out to August Alcina. You know, I hosted his first ever album release party. Yeah, you put me on the August. You actually put me on the August Mm -hmm. Alcina. And uh, ever since then, I've been a fan. and, and And he's been a good... A good compadre of mine. I check on him uh, frequently just to see. No music, just to say, how you doing, brother? Praying for you, making sure you're good. And he does the same. How are you? How's the wife? How's the family? We've had just long conversations just talking about everything. And he's just, he's he's a really good dude. So I'm excited about this interview uh, that we're going to get on next hour. And I hope y'all all listen to the whole thing because I know there's that one sensational part that's been everywhere. But there's a whole lot more to that interview and if you understand, like with August, he just wants to be able to not be scared to live his life the way that he wants to live it. And I think that is the right thing to do if that's what you feel in your heart. And to love somebody unconditionally, if that's what mm-hmm. you do, you know, that's Absolutely. what you do with, with the blessing of that person's husband. Real real weird, but hey, I, I don't <laughs> knock anybody's relationship. That's a day. You wouldn't give Gia your blessing to date Maxwell? Hell no. But you, you never know. I mean, maybe Jada gave her blessing for Will for somebody else. Like, whatever works in somebody's relationship. There's no perfect relationship. There's no set standard. Whatever works for them works for them. What works for them doesn't work for me. That's how I look at it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Whatever, whatever works for them, it's not going to work for me. There's noop, 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 noop. Noop, noop, noop. There's a new uh, series, right? It's called mm-hmm. 365 Days. Have you seen it? 
Mm-mm. It's like what, what's the what's the sex book that everybody was reading a couple of years ago? Fifty, 50 Shades 40. of Grey. It's like Fifty Shades of Grey, but maybe a little worse, right? And I fell asleep, and then I'm watching Gia, and she's watching the movie, and it's almost like a soft porn, right? And so on. I think it's on Netflix, and I kind of got a little hot and bothered. I was like, Hey, why are you watching this by yourself? Like it, it, it made me feel you a, little, a little bit. I know. Like you asleep? <laughs> I know, but I turned over and and. They knocked her off real fast and let her know who the, who the man in the house was. She could watch what she wants to watch, but just know at any given time, there's a slang over there. So I know she probably was like, let me just be real loud so we can get this over with so I can get back to my show. <laughs> Great. Uh, you know what? I started watching that. It had um, subtitles, right? Yes. Yes, yes. That's very sexual, I was like, right? I'll, I was like, I'll get back to this later. Yeah, yeah very <laughs> sexual. Very sexual. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what are we talking about? Ooh, well, let's talk about something new that's happening, and this is the Black Information Network. We'll tell you where you can hear that. All right, we'll get into that next. I'm going to go put on some pants. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Please. Everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front-page news. Where are we starting, Yee? Well, let's start with iHeartMedia. They have launched the Black Information Network on radio and digital channels. Mm-hmm. And, yes, you can catch that on your mobile app, on smart speakers, smart TVs, other connected platforms. So what that is going to be is 24-hour service dedicated to news coverage from a black perspective. I think that's really exciting and something that is very necessary and has been necessary for a long time. So that has just launched. You can, uh, Ben is going to be leveraging the resources, assets, and financial support of iHeartMedia. And that's going to really fill the void that we need right now in the black community. So, yeah, it's here. Yeah, that's dope. They, they, <laughs> they're not just going to do a report news, but it's also going to be programs like, uh, there'll be programs mm-hmm. on mental health. Uh, programs on entrepreneurship, uh, programs on real estate, programs in uh, insurance and and all types of things, life insurance. So it's going to be good. It's going to give a lot of information and a lot of information that we always talk about. Sometimes we didn't grow up with because our parents didn't know. So this Mm -hmm. uh, platform is going to be a place to get a lot of that information and and definitely help us out. So it's going to be dope. Excited about it. Anybody out there looking for a job, they are hiring. You can go to iHeartMediaCareers.com. iHeartMediaCareers.com. Let me look that up right now. What, you looking for a job? Yep. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Now, Joe Biden is talking about uh, his own, right now, his rallies. And is he doing any rallies? Because, you know, he's running for president. And here is the reason why he feels like, you know, Donald Trump's been doing these rallies. And it's been uh, pretty dangerous. People from his own team are now being diagnosed with coronavirus. So here's what Joe Biden has to say. I'm going to follow the doc's orders, not just for me, but for the country. And uh, that means that uh, I am not going to be holding rallies. I mean, you know, that seems like an important first step. Donald Trump won't even wear a face mask. Yeah. I mean, it's I, like I said, I don't explain. I don't understand Donald Trump. I don't understand what he does. I don't understand how he gets away with it. I don't understand why more people are not mad at him or hate him or the fact that dislikes what he does. It just seems like people still cheer for him, still carry around Trump flags and still say, uh, oh, what what they said the other day, white power. I, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't. You get a nice retweet. Mm. All right. And in addition to that, Joe Biden talked about whether or not he has any cognitive issues. Here's what he had to say. 
I'm 65. I don't have word recollection that I used to have. I forget my train of thought from time to time. You got 12 years on me, sir. Have you been tested for some degree of cognitive decline? I've been tested and I'm constantly tested. Look, all you all I got to do is watch me and I can hardly wait to compare my cognitive capability to the cognitive capability of the man I'm running against. Yeah. Uh, uh, if you can't say nothing nice, my mama said don't say nothing at all. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that is your front page news. I'm just like, well, everything we say, you can't compare it to Donald Trump. We have to have our own answers. It can't be like, well, well I can, I'm better based on Donald Trump. No, we have to, we have to talk about our own answers. And I feel like every time there's a debate, every time there's a situation, he always talks about Donald Trump. Like it's, 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 well, how, what are you going to do for the people? I'm going to do better than Donald Trump. Like it's, it's, uh, you know what? Let me stop. All right. Well, that is front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Phone lines are wide open. Again, the number's 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm telling, I'm telling. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm telling. I'm calling call you. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Yo, what's up, Envy? What's up, Trav? Uh, chilling, chilling. Hey. Hey, Trav. <laughs> How you doing, boo? I'm good. How you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I, I, I had a bone to pick with Charlemagne, but he's not there today. So I, I got to save that. But I want to talk about <laughs> two things. One, um, Will Jada and August Alcina, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I ain't mad at Jada. I don't know if y'all, Envy, I'm not talking to you. I don't know if y'all Thank seen you. what I've seen, what, what August Alcina is working with, but Jada, I'm not mad at you, girl. I would have did the same thing, and I just wonder if Will joined in. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he does. <laughs> oh, you think so, Yee? I listen. Do I think so? Yeah. Do I know so? No. And I think I'm gonna tell you what. Me and August, oh, like, boy. before we did this interview, he knew I was gonna ask him about Jada, and he said, "Do me a favor. Let's just get in a, into it and out of it. I'm gonna answer the question, but I don't want to dwell on it for more than two minutes." So. Well, I do want to say that in the video, you look amazingly. Like, you look really, oh, really good. Well, thank you. And thank you to Sandra wanna... Dean who did my hair and makeup. I shout to Sandra. That's my boo. But um. <laughs> Look, right, so one more thing. So last week, Envy, yes, sir. you was talking about um, how you was giving away stuff, like furniture and stuff, mm-hmm. and you've not been in a whole positive mood. Uh, so you, you had a begging <laughs> call up, begging you, just begging you Uh-oh. just, just for, for, for some of your stuff, right? So I went out on trash day in Philly last week and picked some stuff up for Sean Stone. So you begging, <laughs> come get your stuff. I've been in a positive mood. I helped you out, and I got you a little bit of stuff. And that's it. All right, y'all. Bye. I, I guess. Uh, I, I, I guess. I guess that was positive. Okay. All right. Hello. Who's this? Hey, it's Brittany from Louisville, Kentucky. Hey, Brittany, get it off your chest. So today, I want to vent about uh, Fisher, Daniel Cameron, Louisville Metro Police Department, everyone that's taking justice for Brianna mm-hmm. as a joke. Like, we yeah. are over it. Um, they're sitting here complaining in the Kentucky Derby like we're about to celebrate. There is no celebration. There's no celebration until we get justice. So, for, like, Kentucky Derby is canceled until further notice. Like, we aren't celebrating. We need y'all to get on your job and get us justice for Brianna Taylor. 
So today I want to call out celebrities. We don't we don't want y'all to hear. We just let y'all know it's canceled. You know, everybody that comes into the state is canceled. We're not celebrating. We want justice. And like they're out here arresting peaceful protesters. Like it's ridiculous. They're taking this as a joke, and it's not a joke. We need justice for Breonna Taylor. All right. Yes, and they've already issued the no knock no knock warrant law, whatever, for in honor of Brianna, but they still can't even give Brianna Taylor justice, which I think is crazy. Yeah. Get it off your chest. 800 585 1051 If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. We want to hear from you on the Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Janae from the Bronx. Hey, Janae, get it off your chest. Um, I just feel like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Like, I hold on to people and things for too long, and I'm trying to let go of my ex, but I just, I'm, I'm struggling to do so. Why Wait, you what'd you go? say about what your ex? Yeah, why are you trying to let your ex go? Because he's very controlling and verbally abusive and manipulative. Yeah, you gotta oh, let him yeah, go. Yeah, let him go. That's toxic. You gotta let him go, mama. As soon as you said abusive, that's it. Yeah, you gotta let him go. I'm trying. I'm trying. Listen, rip that, wanna... rip that Band-Aid off. Let him go. Yeah, as you soon don't as you get said he's point. verbally abusive, and I know it's hard uh, sometimes because you like used to somebody, and sometimes you get adjusted and accustomed to abuse, but you have to let that go. I know. I know I'm way smarter than this, so I'm definitely going to try to do that. Yeah, you don't want to wait till it's too long yeah, or too far, and then he does something crazy and something that you can't come back from. You got to let him go, mama. Yeah, baby girl, don't say you're going to try to do it. Say you are going to do it. I'm going to do it. There you go. I'm about to block it. All right. Thank you, mama. Thanks. Hello, who's this? Oh, this is John. Hey, John, what up? Get it off your chest. Oh, yes. I'm calling from Macon, Georgia. And I just want to say one thing. People need to just come together during the social change. Because things happen and events happen to make people wake up and come together. If everybody just embrace it, and open their eyes and see what's really going on, we'll be better as one nation, as one people. That's all I want to say. Okay. We're with you. All right. All right. Well, thank you, brother. Hello. Who's this? Yo, what's good? What's good, Andy? Good morning. Good what's morning. Up, uh, good morning, Angela. Good morning. Uh, Angela, good, a good interview. Uh, yesterday with August. Um, I really want to talk about all these um, shootings that's been happening in New York City over mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks. I mean, there's there's been 81 shootings last week alone, and we're hitting innocent bystanders. A uh, uh, three-year-old got shot yesterday, and an 11-year-old got shot this morning. We can't be talking about defunding the police and then having all these protests going on and then give them a reason not to do it based on the actions that we're having in New York City. And I remember a couple of weeks ago, someone calling from Toronto and saying that they're having the same actions out there. And I have family in Toronto, and people, mm-hmm. we as a culture have to do better in in, 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 in in helping our own cause. We can't shoot ourselves in the foot by protesting one way and then doing an opposite behavior on the other side and then having people have reasons to 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 to, to go against what we're what we're protesting about. So I'm imploring everybody in New York City, in Chicago, in T dot, yo, to chill out, man. You know what I mean? We have a great cause that we're fighting for. You know right. I mean? we got now is not the time for this. No, it, it was never the time, but it's definitely It's not never the time, the time but right now? <laughs> it's definitely not the time. We don't want to give anybody any more fuel to be, you know, any more opposition to what we're doing right now. And I'm really imploring everybody in Brooklyn, the Bronx, and Queens, all over the country to cut it out right now because we need as much help as possible. We don't need to be shooting ourselves in the foot. Mm-hmm. So um, thank you guys, 
and you guys have a good uh, 4th of July weekend. And shout out to Charlamagne. I hope he had a good birthday. Yeah, absolutely. We need to stop stop all the guns shooting, stop all the shootings, the stabbings, the killings. We need to stop, man. These are young right, lives, you see young souls. everything we're going through absolutely. already. There's been 112 victims reported in 83 shootings over nine days in New York City. Absolutely. That is so damn crazy. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Now, we got rumors on the way, Yee? Yes, and let's talk about the NBA playing at Disney World. How much is that going to cost? We'll give you some indication. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's time. She's spilling the tea. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Yes, so how much is it going to cost for the NBA to play at Disney World? Well, what they are saying is it's going to cost the league $150 million, or as it breaks down, $1.5 million per day for 22 teams to play eight regular season games, then the playoffs. Yeah, well, they'll definitely make that back. They they want to get back to the games. They're trying to be as safe as possible. So a, a big investment will bring back an even greater return, I'm sure. Right. They also can't sell tickets, so they're not going to get any money from that. Right. But- so they said... You know, obviously there's no fans. We're not selling tickets, but it is their duty, they said, to find a way that we can still provide the sport of basketball to our fans and to the broader community. This is how we're going to do it. This is not a sustainable model over the long term, that's for sure, at least based on the way we've conducted our sport historically. $150 million is a lot of money, but that's the cost to do business during a pandemic. Yep. All right, Chairman Hall is being accused of being insensitive, and that's because at least 18 staffers have been laid off. So earlier this year, you know, she has uh, they signed on Candy Carter as their new executive producer. And she previously served as executive producer at The View. And she brought on several new production staffers who worked on the Oprah Winfrey show. But they said now, you know, as uh, people are they're just not, quote, fire. They just did not renew certain people's contracts. I've seen people mad at that. But, but but if the during the pandemic, a lot of people are getting furloughed and a lot of people are getting let go. So I, I didn't understand the problem or the situation. I mean, people are not working, you know, so I understand there's been so many job cuts, so many different places. I was confused. I was lost. Right. Well, they responded from Tamron Hall show. They said the story is entirely inaccurate. There were no layoffs or firings. Rather, the show is making behind the scenes changes and chose not to renew some staff. We appreciate everyone's contributions to our first season. Change is not uncommon for a show between seasons. It remained a top priority to ensure our entire creative team remained employed during the season in the midst of the pandemic. Okay. It made some changes. All right, now HBO has announced that Curb Your Enthusiasm is returning for season 11. They said Larry David is already busy writing in anticipation of another round, and they're saying there will be some probably COVID-19 references in the new season. Yeah, I know you I'm, probably don't watch Curb Your no, Enthusiasm. I, I, I was going to say that. I definitely don't watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. I know a lot of people do. I know it's a comedy television series. I just never got into it. Uh, maybe I'll get into it now if we're still, you know, under quarantine when they release episodes, but I'm, I just never seen one. Hilarious. You know, that's my show. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, Tamia, it appears that she is uh, contradicting what Fab had to say about the two versions of So Into You. If you guys recall, here's what Fab had to say. Tamia is who the original song came from. Mm-hmm. Tamia was getting um, surgery okay. on her throat at the time when we did. The video and all that. No, no. When we did the song. Oh, okay. So we got Ashanti to do the song because she was getting. And then while when we did the video. She was back. 
She was back. <laughs> she got back together, and Shanti was running all around because Shanti was scorching, so we couldn't get a um, schedule-wise. We couldn't get the video, so we came back with Tamia, and she relayed the vocals after her throat surgery. And well, Tamia posted. 25 years, eight albums, zero throat surgeries. So I guess that's her response, which will make it seem like what Fab is saying is incorrect. Yeah, this, this, you know, we always say there's three sides to uh, every story. It's her side, his side, and then the truth. I, I wonder what it is. I, I, actually, I don't even care. I mean, the song came out amazing regardless. <laughs> her version was dope, and Ashanti's version was dope. Um, it doesn't even matter to me anymore. I mean, that was what, 15 years ago, 20 years ago? Mm-hmm. All right, and you can see this next story on binnews.com. That's B-I-N news.com. That's a new network that was launched by iHeart, Black Information Network. And Terry Crews, people are upset because he just can't get it right. He needs to just stop tweeting. He tweeted out, if you are a child of God, you are my brother and sister. I have family of every race, creed, and ideology. We must ensure hashtag Black Lives Matter doesn't morph into hashtag Black Lives Better. Um... Where's Terry Crews' wife? Like, it has to get to a point his wife got to be like, baby, just, just just give me the phone. Like, like, where's his significant other? Where's the person in his life that's saying, yo, you're wilding right now? Where's that person? Don't we all have that person in that life? I know that for me, that's gear. I mean, where's that person for? He just wants people to take into account that we are human beings also. And since people act like black lives don't matter, like the police, like other people from different communities... Just that we matter. Our, our lives just matter. It's not saying it's better. Just let us have those fundamental rights that we should have as human beings. Just let people know, yes, our lives do matter. It has nothing to do with any us being better than anybody. Just stop killing unarmed black people. Stop I, I, calling I, the cops when no one's committing a crime. Stop assuming that black people don't, belie- don't belong in certain spaces. Stop trying to make sure we can't get real estate. Like, black lives do matter. Yeah, and I don't understand that because I I am 100% sure that being a black man growing up, I'm sure he was faced with some of the things that we've been talking about, whether it's being pulled over, whether it's being searched and stopped, whether it's being, you know, not given the same opportunities as a white person. And nobody's saying black lives are better. We're saying black lives matter, like you said, and I really don't understand what he doesn't get or why he's standing against that. I I really don't. Like, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. All right, we're going to play a new song right now, too, by the way. Kanye West and Travis Scott, Wash Us in the Blood. And then we will discuss later on in the show. But make sure y'all check this out. This is a brand new song that they just put out yesterday. Kanye West, Travis Scott, Wash Us in the Blood. Kanye, morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where we starting, Yee? Uh, Well, let's start with what's happening with coronavirus. And I just wanted to say that I was planning to go away, but now I'm not going on my trip anymore. I I see. Um, Did you see the, um, I tagged you in the, um, in the post. I already saw it. Oh, you seen it? Okay. Just making sure. But I, I seen a few people posting about their trips going to Jamaica because that was the plan. But the real reason I'm not going is because I know right now with people going there, the cases are going up. And so I don't want to disrespect Jamaica because they shouldn't want us there. <laughs> they should not want us there because there they go. did a great job of containing everything. And here in the United States, we haven't done such a great job. As you can see, they're trying to scale back uh, openings and put a pause on things. They, actually, Donald Trump canceled a rally in Alabama because of coronavirus concerns. 
So that's a responsible thing to do. Yeah, serious. You know, he had he had his first rally in three months, and that was in Tulsa, and that resulted in eight campaign staffers and two Secret Service agents testing positive for coronavirus, and the rest of his campaign staff at the rally ended up in quarantine. Yeah, that's so, crazy. I mean, we got to be more careful. And, and vacationing and, and doing everything that people are doing right now is is, is going to uh, affect us in a negative way. And I know everybody wants to get back to the clubs and get back to partying and get back to the casinos. But we just got to be very, very careful. And if we do go out, you got to wear a mask. And I know people are, I've been looking at, at clubs and, and, and places and nobody got their mask on. Wear a mask. Listen, people are having parties for the 4th of July, okay? And I really did believe that when I first planned this trip that by the time we got to here right now, Mm -hmm. that things would be much better. Things were declining. Things were starting to safely, hopefully, open up. And as you can see, that hasn't happened. Now, the mayor in Miami-Dade has said that he will sign an order closing restaurants nightly at midnight. And so anybody that is at a nightclub, converting their space into a nightclub after 12 o'clock or not complying with this order. They said that would be a misdemeanor and violators can be fined and spend up to 180 days in jail in Colorado. The governor has ordered that bars and nightclubs have to close in Delaware. They're closing bars at the beaches. That's due to an increase in cases. And 14 people in Westchester County in New York tested positive after attending a high school graduation in another state. The tri-state area, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, They have added eight additional states to a traveler quarantine list. So that means if you are traveling to New York, New Jersey, or Connecticut from any of these places, they are going to require that you quarantine for two weeks. And those places include Alabama, Arkansas, Arizona, California, Florida, Georgia, Iowa, Idaho, Louisiana, Mississippi, North Carolina, Nevada, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, and Utah. Yeah, the sad thing about it is is telling people to quarantine doesn't mean they're going to do it. You know, they get back Mm -hmm. from one of these places and they be like, oh, I feel fine. They're going to be out and about. So, I mean, it's just going to keep continuing to spread and spread and spread. Yeah, so, you know, it is important that we, whatever it is that you do right now, you do it as safely as possible, wear your mask when you're outside. I know it is a holiday uh, weekend and everything, so people want to be out and about, but... You know, the reason why we're in this situation now with places closing back down is because people aren't being safe. So it is important that we are as responsible as possible. Now, Joe Biden has well, said... Let me just say one thing, too, before you mm-hmm. go. People, mm-hmm. you know, the mask is not a chin strap. I just want people to know that. Like, just has to say you got a mask on and it's just on the bottom of your mouth. It's not a chin strap. Like, it has to cover your whole face. And I know it's awkward and I know it's uncomfortable. But how many times have you been out and about and you've seen somebody with a mask on and it just covers their chin? Like, you, you got to cover the face. You got to cover the mouth. You got to cover the nose. And if you can, somehow wear some type of glasses that cover the eyes as well if you're out and about. But you got to be safe. I ain't going to lie. The other day I went for a walk. I walked like a couple of miles and it was 93 degrees outside. It's hard to and breathe. I could, yeah. So every time there was no one around, I would pull my mask down if I was walking down the street and no one was on the block. But then mm-hmm. as soon as I walked past the people, I put it right back on. Mm. But I get it. It is hard. Yeah. All right. Now, Joe Biden is saying that he's not going to be doing any rallies. And that is because of coronavirus. Here's what he had to say. I'm going to follow the doc's orders, not just for me, but for the country. And uh, that means that uh, I am not going to be holding rallies. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, mean I, think this, I think that makes sense. I think that's for the best. I mean, he, he can do them online, do some type of rally, uh, Insta rally or social media rally or, you know, whatever it may be. But to put people together like that is just is just a danger. It makes no sense. Right. And you can do a virtual rally, by the way. Correct. 
So those are things that you can do. Now, iHeartMedia has launched the Black Information Network on radio and digital channels. So you can get that on the app. You can get that via your smart speakers, your smart TV, and other connected platforms. And it's going to be 24-7 programming that is all dedicated to news coverage from a black perspective. And that's something that is very much needed right now. Absolutely. And then not only that, they're going to be doing programming that, that that relates to our community. I know we always talk about, you know, growing up, there's certain things that we didn't know we didn't have in our community. We didn't necessarily know how to invest or need help with entrepreneurship or mental health or real estate or whatever it may be, life insurance. There are going to be programs like that, that that help and teach and explain and break things down. So I'm excited about that. And speaking of real estate, I have noticed, and I was also just reading an article and just from my own personal experience, that people are really trying to buy homes right now. Yeah, home, like, home, and homes are a, great prices. A, but there's a shortage of things on the market. And I'll say, but they're not. Like in Brooklyn, the prices are skyrocketing, I feel like. It's, it's kind of high still. Yeah, it depends on just what... Be- what- what price range you're looking at, but the reason people are buying homes is this interest rates are at an all time low. So you can, you know, get a house with a, a you know, two two percent interest rate or a three percent interest rate with a two in front of it, not two percent, but with a two in front of it. But you can find those deals and people are like, you know what, this is my opportunity. Also refinancing. People are getting out of those high interest rate loans that they have and they're lowering their 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 rates and payments a month, which is a smart thing to do right now if you can. But what I have noticed is that a lot of people haven't been able to see things in person until recently. So Mm -hmm. it kind of was like a rush to go and look at properties and, you know, just people bidding on different things. People have been looking online at things that are for sale, at homes and properties for sale. And now they have a chance to see it in person. And there's many people that have been looking at those properties before they could have a chance to go in person and see them. So, And a lot of people have maybe changed their mind and delayed, you know, selling at this point Mm -hmm. in time. So they might have planned to do something and they're like, all right, I'm going to just wait it out and see what happens. So it's just an interesting time in real estate. Yeah, you can't, you know, it's very scary. Even for myself, you know, I'm, I'm actually moving. So I'm, I'm, I have to sell my house. But, it, I, you know, it's scary because you don't know who's coming in your house. You don't know, you know, if they've been quarantining, if they've been away from people. But, you know, people have to come in your house, look at your house to see if they want to buy it. So it's very scary. Difficult times. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, uh, Yee got a chance to sit down with August Alsina. A lot to talk about. There's been clips all over the Internet yesterday, but it was a full interview. They talk about so many different things. And let's get that on when we come back. All right. August Alsina, The Breakfast Club. When we come back. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. EJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha We are The Breakfast Club. Now, we're still kicking with August Alsina. You got a chance to sit down with him and kick it with him one-on-one. Let's get into it. Hey, August. Hi, Angela. (laughs) (laughs) And I know it's weird. Like, I just feel like I've watched you grow up from when you first, you know, came out as an artist and to see where you are today. Your album just came out as we're filming this yesterday. Yes. And there's 27 songs. 27. Yeah, State of Emerge and See. Yes. Part three. Mm Mm-hmm. So let's get into it because we were discussing how, first of all, it's been a while since you've been doing interviews. Absolutely. And you even said you're like a little nervous. I am. I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it's evident I'm trying to, you know, calm myself down a little bit. <laughs> it's part of the process. And you put out the documentary series also. Mm-hmm. And it's a five-part docuseries. And I feel like we really got to learn so much about you. I know we know some things about you, which yeah. really connects people to your music, yeah. just because there's some common things that sometimes we look at celebrities and celebrities seem so perfect, 
but you've, I think, always been really honest about things you've been going through in your life, and this dug even deeper into it. So I do want to talk about that. How long were you filming that? I started, I think, way back in 2015. So for it to finally come together, it's really been a long time coming. And, you know, part of it was, uh, you know, due to time. Mm -hmm. But another part of it was also uh, I felt like I was still in the process and kind of still in the oven baking and still Mm -hmm. trying to give birth to it. And, um, you know, to see it finally come together, it's it's beautiful. But the other side of it was that I was nervous, you know, Mm -hmm. to open myself up like that in that kind of a way. The purpose for me was to hopefully be a voice to people in the world by exposing myself through the art and hopefully allowing people to see themselves through it as well. Yeah, I feel like watching, because I watched the docuseries before I listened to the album, Mm -hmm. and that helped because it was like I was able to connect your real-life experiences to the music. So when you listen to a song, I'm like, okay, he talked about this Mm -hmm. in the documentary because it really is what you've been going through. Even family, like family is clearly so important to you, and I feel like we knew that. And your mother. My mother. (laughs) Yeah, I know that's so complicated to even... No, but you know what, though? I really want to honor my mother the way my mother has embraced me and supported me through this journey you know she really gave me a blessing to do whatever and speak my truth and really take account accountability for a lot of the trauma that my brothers and my family we've we've encountered you know none of these things make our parents bad people what i have now come to realize because i think i used to really be hard on my mother just because i wanted a certain type of thing from my mother Um, And I feel like I've been forced to grow up in this world um, alone. But what I realize about my mother is that there are certain things that has been deficient when it comes to may or may not have showed up for her. Uh, Like, I don't know my grandfather. Mm -hmm. I don't know her father. And he's alive, you know? My grandmother actually just passed in March. Uh, God rest her soul. I just remember her always saying, tough love. When anything would come up, tough love. You got to give them tough love, uh, tough love. And, uh, you know, I can only imagine what my mother's experience has been when it comes to her parents. And I don't don't really know my mother's story like that, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It taught me to cut my mother some slack because I don't know her story. And um, there's no blueprint to how to be a parent. But I'm sure she also understands you feeling the way that you did. Yeah, absolutely. For so long. Which is why it's so beautiful to uh, just have a blessing. I I feel like throughout my life, I don't ever actually feel like I've had my mother's support in the way that she's been Mm -hmm. supporting me throughout this journey. It's been the the most beautiful experience. And my mother and I, we've we've come a long way. We got a lot further to go, you know. Mm-hmm. It's been a beautiful experience, and I just, I honor her, and I admire her for her growth. I really do. And I think what's most important about this is that none of this is an attack on anyone. Any of the stories that I shared in, in the documentary isn't an attack towards anybody. It simply is me sharing my story and some of my life and how painful some of that has been right. to show 
how pain can be a gift for us. I think I used to complain a lot about the amount of massive, tremendous yeah. pain that I felt. You've been through a lot, August. It's been a, it's been a lot. Yeah, it's been a really rough road. And a lot of times I, I really did believe that I would die. I, I truly believed that to come out on the other side, and I'm still in my process, you know, to be able to use it and um, show people that you can transform it. You know, that's real life alchemy. I mean, you even talk about being molested and mm -hmm. your mom witnessing that. So was that a huge release for you to be able to say that? And um, absolutely. With those kinds of situations, um, it can be so normal to you up until a certain age, right? And mm -hmm. then you realize, whoa, actually, that's not normal at all. Me expressing that wasn't even about the act, right? Because you can look up to a person so much and admire a person so much, and you're like, I love this person, I want to protect this person. But for someone to have tampered with you in that kind of way and still be able to have, like, this evil energy towards you, I don't understand that. But, you know, narcissism is, is really real. Yes, it is. I mean, in those type of experiences, they affect you greatly, you know, psychologically. You might not right? even realize it at the time. Yeah, you don't really realize it while you in that moment, but it affects you when you don't speak on certain things. Um, and I'm not saying that everybody should tell the world their business. Right. You process everything, things and deal with yeah, it how you deal with it. Everything's not a, for everybody, but for me and what I felt called to do and felt led by God to do was to use my voice to uh, help other people release whatever it is that they are feeling or whatever they're going through because the world needs a real mm -hmm. healing. You know? Was there ever an apology or a recognizing? No. Mm -mm. no. Well, okay. Nope. I don't even need it, you know. I forgive myself and when I can forgive myself for anything, I didn't create the space to be able to have forgiveness for you. People are lacking love out this motherfucker. All right, we got more with August Alcina. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Even if I told you, still want to understand. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with August Alcina. Now, Yee got a chance to sit down with him, so we're going to get that back on. You have an episode on what is love. Absolutely. And one thing that people ask, like, who is August linked to romantically? Because you're never very open about that. Like, we've seen you, mm. you know, out on dates, and we, we've assumed certain things. Mm -hmm. And I remember you put out this song, Nanya, mm -hmm. and a lot of people were saying, okay, you know, August is dating Jada Pinkett Smith, and mm -hmm. that was something that was circulating as a rumor, and that kind of solidified it to people. So right. what was the real situation with Jada Pinkett Smith? Because I don't know if you were pursuing her or mm. you guys had just a close family type of relationship, and yeah. I would love for you to be able to shed that. Here's what I'll say. Um, people can have whatever ideas that they like, but what I'm not okay with is uh, my character, you know, being in question. Mm -hmm. Contrary to what some people may believe, I'm not a troublemaker. I don't, I don't like drama. And I also don't think that it's ever important for people to know what I do, who I sleep with. But uh, in this instance, it's very different because as I said, there's so many people that uh, 
are side-eyeing me, looking at me questionable about it. I mean, I've lost money, friendships, relationships behind it. And um, I think it's, it's because people don't necessarily know the truth, but I've never done anything wrong. Mm -hmm. I love those people, right. literally, like my family. I don't ever have, I don't have a bad thing to say about them. They are beautiful people. You know, when something starts affecting my life, I don't really have a choice but to express my truth. I actually sat down with Will and had a conversation due to the transformation from their marriage to life partnership that they've spoken on several times and it, you know, not involving romanticism. Mm -hmm. He gave me his blessing and I, I totally gave myself to that relationship for years of my life. And I truly loved and have a ton of love for her. Um, I, I devoted myself to it. I gave my full self to it. So much so to the point that I can die right now and be okay with knowing that I truly gave myself to somebody. Right, you did the right thing. And I really loved a person. I experienced that. I know what that that feels like, and some people never get that in this lifetime. So I'm, I'm, I know that I'm completely blessed. And this conversation is, is difficult because there's so much that it would be hard for people to um, understand. But once it starts to affect me and my livelihood, I have to speak up about my truth and stand on my tin with anything that may come along with it. Is it disappointing that she never addressed it? Um, to you because, like you said, you lost out on opportunities. Yeah. I never even can get into the thought of that because I'm only responsible for myself, right? I just always stay silent because I never want to be the, the person to cause confusion because I love these people. Right. And I have literally never been in love in that kind of a way, so much so that being intertwined in that way, walking away from it, butchered me like I'm shaking right now because right. it it almost it almost killed me I not almost it. it 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 did it pushed me into being another person and my newer self it broke me down it was a part of me being paralyzed trying to pull myself apart from it it probably will be the hardest thing that I've ever experienced in this lifetime and uh, you know it's difficult because I, again, I never want to be the person to cause any confusion or step on, on toes, right? I want to be honest. But I, I want to honor myself and I want to honor my authenticity. And if honoring my authenticity means you hate me, stone me, shoot me, crucify me, whatever, bury me an honest man. I saw on the What Is Love episode, you also talk about just what love is, like a car, two cars just crashing together. Mm -hmm. And you described after your sister passed away, just mm -hmm. having to disentangle yourself from yeah. that relationship. That definitely uh, played a huge role in it. You know, I, <sighs> you know, it, it, it hit it hit different when you uh it's a different experience when 
you standing over your sister's dead body, and she was just here and alive, and then she's suddenly dead, right? And I remember standing over my sister, and I was weeping, wailing. And I can remember my cousin kept pulling me off her, saying, she gone. You got to let her go. And little did she know I wasn't only weeping about my sister. I was mourning myself. I was grieving myself as I knew it because I died in that moment. Who I was, everything that I thought that I was, everything I thought I knew about myself, it died. And I couldn't be that human being any longer. I saw my sister die and she never got to live her full life. She was so afraid of everything, literally everything. Get my sister a car, she's scared to drive. She's never driven a car because she's scared to get on the interstate. After my brother got killed, she was scared of everything. Right. And she never lived her full life. And I just don't want to be that. I don't want to be that person. I want to live my life on full. I want to die empty. Whatever that means, giving myself to my, my three kids now, mm-hmm. giving myself to love or a relationship, giving myself to my career, devoting myself to being a healthy person. I have to give my full self to something because that's what makes me feel alive. So it lets me know that I have life in my body. Honestly and truly, love is really all that really is. Yeah. There's nothing else. And I just don't want to do anything on this earth if it doesn't involve that any longer. Mm -hmm. Before, I was okay with that. Before my sister left this earth and she rocked my world because she showed me so much about what's true. I never get it back. But what I do have with me stays with me forever. And that's the way my sister loved me. All right, we got more with August Halcina. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, we're still kicking with August Alcina. You got a chance to sit down with him and kick it with him one-on-one. Let's get into it. I love that song on the album that you dedicated to your nieces. Thank you. Sincerely. Yeah. What did they say when they heard that? Um, they expressed themselves in very different ways, right? I think that a lot of times they are afraid to, like, express Love and show emotion. It's tough. So, you know, I know that by continuing to be in the flow of love and continuing to express love and show them that it's okay to feel, it's okay to feel anything you feel, whether good or bad, sit with those feelings, sit with those emotions, and, you know, learn how to navigate through them. I spent six to seven months. Uh, in New Orleans and slept on a couch every day uh, after my sister died to just be there, show up for them and be able to create a space for them to just completely fall apart and just to be present. I was already planning to move out the crib in L.A. and I'm like, yo, after those seven months, I'm like, yo, I got to get back to L.A. to check on the house, get everything moved out. 
you know, at first they're like, nah, 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 you can't, you can't leave. And I'm like, yo, well, we can, we can be broke together. <laughs> the tune changes, like, oh, okay, all right, you know, we, we'll, we'll see you when you get back, right? <laughs> and uh, uh -huh. so I finally got to get back to my own space and then it didn't go as planned. I thought I would be right back in New Orleans and finding a, a spot out there for us. As soon as I got back into my own space, my body just started to decline. And it, it just hit me like a train, you know? And I think that being a safe haven for them and their emotions uh, in, in, in that time, I never really dealt with my own, and I thought I did. Right. And you're being strong for everybody yeah, else. Yeah, you know, you're yeah. You're not like, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it hit me all at one time, and it's as if I was experiencing the same emotions over and over and over and over again, like Groundhog Day, right? Mm -hmm. And those toxins from stress and anxiety, it released in your body, and it literally started to eat at my nervous system. And before you know it, I'm looking in the mirror, not recognizing myself. I tried to get out of bed, and I hit the floor. Couldn't get myself back up. I'm trying to slide across the floor. I could not move. And you were by yourself. And I was by myself. You know, God put me in isolation for that whole process. God really sat me down. Three days straight, I slept. And this is going to sound crazy, right? For those three days, the fire alarms kept going off. Mm. Just randomly kept going off. Mind you, the fire department showed up, uh, the security showed up to come turn it off, and it, it was still going off. And the housekeepers were letting them in to do all of this stuff, and it was still going off. Wouldn't I stop? And they're like, well, we don't know what, why this is happening. There's no smoke. This shouldn't be happening. You're gonna have to get up and take them down. I slept in there with those fire detectors going off for all of those days, and I really feel like that was God telling me, yo, you are on fire. Right. Your body is on fire. I was sweating so hard that it would feel like I pissed in the bed. An unexplainable experience and a really scary one too you know not knowing if you gonna live it's it's crazy because you know i had a failing body but a peaceful mind but one of the things that has truly kept me here kept me planted here is the love for my nieces man right. and what they that they give me they like really bring me joy and I know your sister was at peace knowing that you were there to take care of the and girls. You know, you know, you know, and that's the thing. She, when she asked me uh, would I take custody, I'm like, of course. Mm -hmm. I never thought she would die. I'm, I'm thinking she's going to be right. fine. You're going to shake back because she, she shook back before. You know, the next week after that, she was gone. The wildest part about that situation is the happiest that I had ever seen my sister is when she was laying on that table. My sister was... Uh, Suffering. I didn't notice at first, but she told uh, her family, told the family, you know, that she ended up signing a, a do not resuscitate paper, right? Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. But she told them not to tell me because she know I would have been on it to, like, you got to fight. Right. You know, and uh, I will admit that I, I, I felt some type of way about that at first, right? Her signing the paper, but, whew, you know, losing my health, 
mm. in the way that I did and it making me lose myself, I get it. And I gave her that freedom to go on to your, your next chapter. Yeah. It also feels like you were learning about your dad yes. somewhat while we were watching a documentary. Absolutely, because I don't know much about him. And it's interesting that just now mm -hmm. some of these questions are getting answered. So. Yeah, I've never known, but that's what I'm saying. I don't know the history of my family, and I think, how can we know ourselves? How, we, how can we even begin to know ourselves if we don't know anything about where we come from, the people we come from? For me, uh, learning about my father it taught me so much, um, and it's teaching me so much. Uh, I used to really be mad at my father for being absent in my life. I was mad and angry at my father for being a drug addict. I now know, going through my illness, and you know, my grandmother and them explaining that my grandfather suffered from illness, my father suffered from illness. It took them out. They couldn't survive it. And me experiencing that, and the amount of pain. I understand why you started to self-medicate. Mm -hmm. Here I am. I have the resource, at least more resources than they did, to be able to get into places and get into these doctors to try to see what's going on. But I know what it's like uh, when my grandmother is saying that my father would show up to the hospital and he's suffering and the doctor is telling you, oh, you look, everything seems to be fine. You don't know what to do with that. You're suffering. So that also has helped to release a lot of my anger. I feel like my drive in this life has been anger. Everything that I have ever accomplished mm -hmm. has come from anger. Once I'm mad, I will add this bitch out. Right. Clean out. We don't want that guy back. No, <laughs> straight up. You know what I'm saying? Once I get mad, that's it. That's so many black people's drive, mm -hmm. right? All right, well, we got more with August Alcina. Let's get into his single. All right, this one is called Resent. It features Juicy J and Lil Wayne. And also, Donkey of the Day, 800-585-1051. Charlemagne is not here, so you can get on those lines and uh, give whoever you want Donkey of the Day. But we have more August Alcina when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Here's Resent. Uh Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with August Alsina. Now, Yee got a chance to sit down with him, so we're going to get that back on. Even you being so vulnerable, showing yourself in the Absolutely. hospital in the documentary and saying, mm -hmm. look, I don't want people to feel bad for me mm -hmm. because I'm sick or treat me differently yeah, yeah. because of the sickness that I have. That's not an easy yeah. thing to it's, reveal to people. Absolutely, it's not. Because as I said before, I would process it as a weakness. I learning how to walk people. again. Yeah, learning That's how real. to talk again. Mm -hmm. I couldn't talk. And um, that could end your career. Absolutely. Clearly, that's what you do. I like. was I was afraid for a while, you know? And then it's just like, yo, well, it's going to be what it's going to be. I got to give it to God. But I couldn't speak. I had to teach myself how to talk again. I didn't know what Guillain-Barre syndrome was before I was diagnosed with That's it. the first time I heard of it was because of you. I never heard of it before. It's so scientific. I'm reading up on it, and it's like the perfect storm of things has to happen, like a mixture of some food, a massive amount of stress, and like some type of something, and then it just eats your nerves. And it ate my nerves inside of my legs, and I was done for and I had to fight for my life. You know, I'm not at 
Mm -hmm. I'm not. My body knows when it starts to need my immunotherapy sessions. I start to drop and I start to crash. I do think there hasn't been any awareness on uh, Guillain-Barre syndrome, and it can happen to anybody. Right. The doctors were telling me, it's good that you got in here when you did because you could have died. Right. That's another reason in me sharing it is to bring some kind of awareness to Yeah, because that could happen to someone you didn't know what it was. Mm -hmm. The doctors didn't know what it was. Mm -hmm. Listen, I'm happy to see that you have put out this project, though. Thank you. So let's talk about it because mm -hmm. I know we've been talking about so many yeah. different things. And part of that is because as I was watching the documentary, I had so many questions. But like I said, it does so much, you know, relate back to what you talk about in the music. And there is some fun stuff in there, too. Yeah. We know you still like going to the strip club. Yeah, 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 <laughs> absolutely. You know, I like to I like to see things. I'm a visual person. <laughs> I, I like to see things. And, you know, the more you experience in life, the more mm -hmm. you experience love, the more you, you can actually talk about things, right? I think the funniest... <laughs> the funniest thing is uh this in this conversation conversation still happens to this day where you know so many people are concerned about oh uh-uh girl he don't eat vagina oh that's my fault <laughs> that people think that yes, now exactly. listen you created this you <laughs> and created first of all, this. and i told you this right mm -hmm. some of your fans hated me after that because they thought that we had like a situation and i would go places and they'd be like oh she messing with august and she was and i'm like nah me and august are cool and yeah. it would be like fun conversation to me you know, obviously, you did lip service. You were one of the first people when I brought it yes, back. Yes, I did. That I, did my podcast. The very first episode, right? Yeah, you showed us some pictures of yourself. I just was saying that. <laughs> I was just talking about this the other day. I'm like, yeah, I remember doing uh, ye lip service. And you I'm just, I'm young, dumb, full of <laughs> And I'm like, oh, y'all like, oh, we want to, can we see your I'm like, sure, why not? You know, and I look at, it's crazy because I look at those videos now and I'm like cringing at them like, wow, like, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? But that's, that's what being young and, you know, right. ready. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah, just young and ready, you know. Uh, but like I said, things change, man. You know, once you, you experience a certain type of love in this life, you want to please your lover in any way possible. Okay, so you're saying you do eat vagina now. I mean, absolutely. Okay, I'm, that's I'm, all you have to say. I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm grown. And the, that's what I'm saying is I never said that I don't vagina. Right. Never said that I don't <laughs> vagina. I'm just saying that I didn't eat everybody's vagina. Okay, just a select few. That means absolutely. Right. Yeah, because the, I know several people <laughs> who literally will <laughs> anybody's box. Right, seafood connoisseurs. And I'm just, exactly, and I'm just, I'm just... But you still haven't swam to the butt yet, right? No, okay. nah, nah, not yet. It's right there, it's right no, here. No, 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 nah, not yet. Okay, so you haven't been in love, love yet. Nah, I mean, I, I've been in love, love, <laughs> but I got a complex with poo, man. I don't really... Don't, I don't really enjoy poo. Well, we don't want you to eat that. There's <laughs> a difference. I mean, it's poo, clean. Yeah, yeah. It's clean, it's clean. But poo, that's where it's at. Right, right after the shower, after a bath, maybe, some salt water in the ocean. You might got to dig up in there and like, <laughs> make sure nothing is there. Okay, I, so it's not off the table. If I get a, lot, a speck 
in my mouth, oh, I'm a. Uh, After all I'm you've been through, that's what makes you traumatized. Yeah, I'm traumatized because you know, you know what happened. Um, oh God, you had an experience. I, I did, I did. I've had an experience one time, and she, you know, kind of shot it on me, and I, I was like. Oh wait, so you were, wait? Were you doing anal? And she. No, shot? I tried. Yeah, I tried I it. I tried to. I tried it. Okay. And it didn't work. From the picture that we saw, I don't know if like, you're the first, you're the one that should be breaking people in, in that way, but. I, I, I'm a just, <laughs> I, I plead the fifth on, on that right there, you know? <laughs> So you think you'll ever be in love like you were in love? Was that like a soulmate? Do you believe in that? Absolutely, I do. I believe in that, absolutely. And you know, soulmates can come in many forms, in the form of friends, mm -hmm. lovers, whatever. I think that that experience was really tough for me and uh, took a lot out of me that, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I am even prepared for a relationship. I saw you said you were celibate like, now. Yeah, I haven't had sex in so long. What's so it's long? Wow, three years now. Wow, that is a long time. Yeah, you know, but I haven't even really necessarily had a huge desire. I think there's uh, something that I was researching uh, called uh, demisexuality. Basically, like, uh, you are sexually attracted to people that you feel emotion from, right? Whereas back in the G, I just used to be able to hit something like, what's good? Yeah, I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> I just used to be able to hit whatever, and you know, now emotions have to be involved, you know? And it feels like you want love so absolutely, bad. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I, I actually, I love love. Well, I know we could talk for hours and hours and hours, and I know we'll do this again. Absolutely. But I want you to give us just mm -hmm. um, having to deal with everything you've gone through mm -hmm. in and out of the hospital and not knowing what was going to happen. What are some of the lessons that you would leave us with? The biggest lesson for me has been to always strive for more, always strive for something different, and to be comfortable with being uncomfortable and that's a really hard thing to do but those uncomfortable places and those tight places forces you to rise up or get crushed that's all i got <laughs> that's a lot <laughs> well thank you august i always appreciate you and thank you for just being so great to me for all these years you know i got a lot of love for you i, really I have a lot of love for you too you i really appreciate it and it's an honor for me to be able to sit here and do this interview with you because this album is such an important album thank mm -hmm. you for being a part of uh my journey i i literally love you i'm thankful for this moment it's been very freeing for me and i feel like a lot of weight has been lifted off of me and I'm just thankful to you for assisting me uh, in this journey and you've always done that you've always been in my corner you've always supported me uh, since since the very first time and um, I'm just thankful for who you are I really admire you as a woman and how you you hold it down in this business and I just think you, you dope. August. Straight up. You dope. I really appreciate that. That means a lot to me. Always. is always love. All right. Well, thank you, August Alcina. Make sure y'all stream it, buy it, yes, do whatever sir. you want to do. Number one album. Let's get it. Let's get it. <laughs> it's your time to nominate a donkey of your own. Remember now, that's is how they choose. <laughs> Call in now. 800-585-1051. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is Esco, man. 
Esco, what up, man? Who you want to give donkey to, brother? I want to give donkey to day to August Alcina, man. That that wasn't cool at all. That was like that was like some that's that's some women tendencies, man. That's 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 not right, man. He had to put them on blast like that, man. What are women tendencies? That's some stuff that girls talk to girls about. You know what I'm saying? Don't that wasn't cool at all. You know that's not nobody's business. But I think for August, the main thing was that he was. There was a lot of misinformation about that relationship. There's pictures that were online of the two of them together, and people were actually, he said he was missing out on opportunities, and he was getting blackballed from things, and he felt like he wanted to live his truth. And that's something that he experienced in his life that's his truth, and he wanted to set the record straight. Yeah, man, but uh, I don't know, Angela. <laughs> that, that, I don't think that was cool at all, man, to me. I mean, that's my opinion, but, you know. Is it ever I, not cool to tell the truth, though? I mean, yeah, but that's that's their business. We all love Will and Jada. We know they don't bother nobody. They haven't said anything about him. They, nobody said anything about him. I just think it really, to me, honestly, my honest opinion, I think that he it was it was it's trying to make them out of themselves, man. It, it, right. It's that time. So I mean, you know, some, yeah. some people got. Have you ever something. seen? Have you ever seen the pictures of August and Jada together and people saying oh, that yeah, they were in a relationship? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, when that hap- when that happens and when, you know, she's posting pictures and they're on vacations together and people are talking about it, it's not really a secret. All right. Well, we don't we don't know. And thank you for your donkey today, sir. Hello. Who's this? Hello. Hey, what's up? Who are you giving donkey what's to, bro? Up? Myself. Okay. Why? <laughs> because I gave the landlord a tip on the property, you know, next door to the property where I was staying at. You know, he bought the property and evicted me. Told me I had to leave because of my dog. I got, like, a pit bull mix. So, you know, now me and my dog without a house. Damn it, man. Wow, so you gave him a tip, and then you got evicted. And he booted you. Correct. Wow. You do deserve donkey for that. Yeah, yeah, you definitely deserve donkey for that. That's why I called. (laughs) Damn it, man. (laughs) All right, brother. Hello, who's this? This is Angel. Hey, Angel, who you want to give donkey to? Uh, my place of employment. Why? Because they're making us come into the office and this second wave of COVID is not playing. And they're making us come in there just to mess with paperwork. We can very well do this at home. Like, they play too much. Yeah, that sucks. I don't know when we going back to work. We at the crib. I don't know when they going to lie. What's back in that building? I'm sorry for you, though, Mama. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much. But before I go, can I give a shout-out to my best friend's business? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, um, my friend has a business called Sweet Expressions, and it has a lot of dope apparel for men, women, and children. It's at Sweet Expressions, E-X-P-R-E-S-H-U-N-Z.com, and she has a lot of dope stuff, and y'all should go check it out. You're a good friend. Yes, she is. Thank you. All right, that was Donkey of the Day. Now, uh... 800-585-1051. Uh, you heard the interview Angela Yee did with August Alcina. During the interview, he talks about his relationship with Jada Pinkett Smith. So let's open up the phone lines. Let's talk about it. 800-585-1051. Could you have an open relationship? Can you allow your wife to talk to whoever she wanted? And ladies, could you allow your husband to, to you know, talk to who he wanted? I don't have, think it's who whoever you want. I think you kind of have to go back and, and discuss it probably, right? No, it's no discussion. And here is no discussion. You need a, I mean, Will gave his blessing according to August. Yeah. I, I'm not there. I, I, I couldn't do that. <laughs> Shout you couldn't to Will give Smith. Gia a blessing? You couldn't give anyone a, a blessing to talk to Gia? No. If you had to pick somebody. 
No, 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 no. I'd rather not. Not even not Maxwell? Know. No, not Dan Maxwell. No. <laughs> Nobody. What about you, Yee? Would you let your man just, just kick it with anybody out there? Uh, he knows better. Oh, so you wouldn't give him a, hey, go ahead. Not even Absolutely. Oprah? Absolutely. Absolutely not. He don't even want me to think that. See? I'm with you. But it I'm works with... for us. Yeah, it works. Hey. 800-585-1051. Are you in that situation? Would you do that? Call us now. Let's talk about it. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Monday, July 6th at 9, 8 central. The realest show on the market returns to VH1. Follow LA's toughest agents as they make their come-ups in the world of celebrity real estate. Love and Listings premieres Monday, July 6th at 9, 8 central, only on VH1. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us uh, earlier today, we played an interview with Angela Yee and August Alsina. Now, during the interview, he said he had a relationship with Jada Pinkett. So we're asking mm-hmm. 800-585-1051, can you have that type of relationship? Can you have an open relationship? Uh, me, personally, no. <laughs> that doesn't That's work it, for no. you. Mm-mm. You know what? Mm-mm. A lot of people are out here in open relationships and don't know it. That's different. If you don't know, it's a little different. That means you're getting cheated. You know what That's I'm saying? And, and I know people who they know that their husband does what he wants and they still don't do anything. And so I think that's wrong also. I think it's wrong when people lie. If you have an agreement like, okay, look, they say they're in a partnership now, right? And mm-hmm. that's what it is. It's a partnership. And Jada was like, Will could be on the other side of the house. As a matter of fact, let's play that audio right here. If you marry me, know this. We're going to be together. We're going to be under the same roof. You might be on one end of that joker with somebody else. <laughs> and I might always be on one end of this joker with yep. somebody else. Yeah. And I, I always be, said, that's ridiculous. <laughs> but we're going to be in this joker together. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's what works for them. And they're both right. okay with it and in agreement with it. The problem is when people do things and they sneak around and do them. That's what the real issue is when they lie. Correct. And I think with me, um, I'd rather be lied to than to know what's going on. There's no way that I can know that my wife just went somebody and somebody blew her back out. Uh, so you would rather be lied to. Okay, that's interesting. Yes, I'd rather not know. I'd rather not know. Would you want to know? I mean, I'd rather none of it, but would you want to know? If, if it was the difference between would you want to know your man is, has, has another girl and they chilling? Listen, I'd like to, yeah, I would like to know because I would like to make a decision if I want to move forward in this relationship or not. I would like to know. I can't have an open relationship. It's not going to work for me. What about you? Would you allow your man to uh, run around and, and sling his penis all over the place? Well, first of all, of course not slinging penis. I think that sounds awful. But I do feel like they've been together for such a long time. We could say that now, but who knows if you'll feel that way, you know, 20 years from now. Maybe, Envy, when you're in your 60s. No. I know. You probably won't even be able to get an erection. Uh, I will, and no, it's not going to happen. But let's go to the phone lines. 800-585-1051. Hello, who's this? Mia. Hey, Mia. We're talking about uh, an open relationship. Would you have an open relationship? I do. You do? Okay, how does it work? Talk to us. How does it it work? It works perfectly fine for me. I just feel like um, it's less cheating. You don't have to worry about your partner being with anybody else. So I love it. 
So okay. he's allowed to talk to whoever he wants, and you can talk to whoever you want. No, no yes. questions asked, nothing. No questions asked. It makes for a more positive relationship. It's, it's mm-hmm. just you don't have to hide anything. I love it. Okay. All right. You never get jealous? No, no. Never get jealous. Um, sometimes, you know, we bring our partners. We... We enjoy each other. I mean, it's nothing to be jealous about. So you bring your dude in the bedroom? Yeah. With your man? Yes, it's totally open. Evan, you should try that with Gia. No. Nope. And now, let me ask you a question. Does, does your man and your boyfriend go to, with each other, too? No, they don't. Okay. But it's more so pleasing it for It works for them, hey. To, yeah, it's more so pleasing for him to just watch, I guess. So, I mean, if... We like it. We love it. There you go. I'm not mad at you. Well, enjoy. You have fun. <laughs> and how long have you been doing this? Um, probably for about 10 years now. Do you have kids? I do. And do the kids know? Have you ever um, caught feelings for the other guy? Well, of course I have feelings for him. I mean, we're, we're pretty much in a relationship. Do the kids call okay, him Daddy so- 1 and Daddy 2? Wow. Like, how does it work? Because yeah. that's my dad, but then it's the other guy. He's like, other daddy? No, like, how, how, they're, 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 They are very aware that, you know, this is mom's friend, this is dad's friend. Um, it just, it brings more positivity and it just brings more, um, I guess, truth. Okay. I respect it. If yeah. y'all like it, we love it. All right. You guys should definitely try it. Nope. You should do it, Envy. I can nope. see, yeah. Let Gia pick the I, guy, or maybe you could have a say. You do it. Let, let your man pick, pick a girl, and, and then you pick a guy. Thank you so much. 800-585-1051. Uh, would you have an open relationship? Would it work for you? Do you have one, and it works for you now? Call us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. I know it, man. I Call me. Add your opinions to the Breakfast Club top. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about August Alcina and his relationship with Jada Pinkett Smith. They uh, allegedly have an open relationship. And we're asking, uh, would you have that type of relationship? Hello, who's this? Maya. Hey, Maya, good morning. Good morning. Could you have an open relationship, Maya? I did. With my you ex-girlfriend. Did? Mm-hmm. Oh, and how did that work? Uh, it didn't really work out very well. The dude ended up disrespecting me, and I warned her a couple times, but I put her at my crib the next day, so. Wow. So it didn't work for you? No. Would you do it again? I would if there was more communication and understanding, I would. Okay. Okay, right, so you, she's not against it. No. Hello, who's this? Hey, Envy, this is uh, T from Florida. Hey, T from Florida. Good morning. Good morning. We're talking about an open relationship. Would you have an open relationship with your man? Absolutely not. Why not? <laughs> for this, for the main reason, look what's going on now. Look, August sat there and told his business to everybody, him and Jada, and that's what happened when, some, when the other person get their feelings hurt. Got you. Okay. So you wouldn't do it because you think people would be talking and you, and you don't want your business out there. I don't want my business out there, and I, I think it's dangerous in a relationship, especially when you're married. But, okay. you know, the, uh, Jada was posting pictures of the two of them together, of them on vacations. 
at award shows, on the red carpet together. It wasn't like something people didn't know. She just never said it. Yeah, but if it's if it's a relationship and she's married and they have an open relationship, when people have those type of relationships, it's normally private. Whether it was pictures posted or not, he could have just been their friend. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Mama. Let's go to one more caller. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Reese. Hey, Reese. Now, would you have an open relationship? No, I don't think that. Um, I don't even believe in open relationships. I feel like mm-hmm. people who have open relationships um, is because they're missing certain things from whoever they consider their main relationship. And I'm very old school. That's how I was brought up. So I feel mm-hmm. like if you are interested or entertained by other people, then you shouldn't even be in a relationship, period. You should just respect the other person who's being committed and let them know, hey, I want to see other people until you can learn to be in a committed relationship with just one person. Because there's still jealousy involved and so many other things, even when you are in an open relationship. So what's the point of being in an open relationship when you're still going to have um, jealousy and tensions and everything else with the person that you started it with? What if you, now let me ask you this, just uh, based on what was said on Red Table Talk before, what if you and your husband aren't having sex and they're not physical with each other, but you guys just have a partnership? Yeah, I saw that. um, And I didn't really understand it much. Like me and my husband, um, the way we see things is very old school, but I feel like if you're not having sex with your partner and you guys have a partnership, but you're, you're missing that and you're needing that physical, you know, from somebody, then either you and your partner need to have a conversation or, you know, you guys need to figure out what steps as far as separation. Because if I'm going to be with you, but I can't get all of you physically, mentally, then I don't see myself being with you. Um, because I feel like a partnership includes all of that. It's, it shouldn't just be like a certain thing. But that's just me personally. Right. That's yeah, and I, I think that exactly. works for them. I think that works for them, and and if it works for them, that's great. It just it couldn't work for me. Uh, one, I'm too jealous. I, I I couldn't sit there and like I said, my wife was watching 365 Days, which is a a new show on Netflix that's very uh graphic, and I was kind of upset. Like, why are you watching this? Are you getting turned on by this? I had to sling some. She's like, cause ain't nothing happen- She's like, ain't nothing happening here. Oh, we, we better not believe that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. What's the moral of the story, then? The moral of the story is different strokes for different folks, literally. Literally. All right. Now, we got rumors on the way? Yes, and we are going to be talking about some backlash for rich people. We'll talk about Kim and Kanye and why people were upset about some of their posts. All right. We'll get to that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Yes, so I saw that people were upset at Kim and Kanye, and they said that they are insensitive because of these posts. Now, Kim Kardashian posted, Meet North's Frisian horse. We have 14 gorgeous Frisians on the ranch. And Kanye tweeted out, I'm so proud of my beautiful wife, Kim Kardashian West, for officially becoming a billionaire. You've weathered the craziest storms, and now God is shining on you and our family. So blessed this is still life. So I made you this still life. We love you so much. Now, people were saying that it was insensitive 
uh, with the time period right now, just because those Frisian horses cost $50,000 each and they have 14 of them on their ranch and they were just feeling like, you know, everybody's going through it right now. We don't want to hear about how rich you are. Yeah, people got to stop. I mean, they are still working. They're still making a lot of money and they are donating a lot of money. They are fighting. Kanye donated a lot of money to the to the cause, to the George Floyd's family and everything that's going on. Kim Kardashian has been fighting. She's been going to the White House trying to get people freed. So they are making a lot of money. If they want to purchase things and they want to buy things to make themselves happy or whatever it may be, so be it. Like, people need to get out of their business. Like, for real. Like, they are doing what they're supposed to be doing and they're giving back. Right. Know. I mean, look, yes, people can stay out of their business, but then I guess when you post certain things, you get certain reactions from people. So, yeah. you know, I, I think it also is what comes with that. Yeah, people need to stop. And a Frisian horse is, is about $34,000, right? I'm looking them up right now. They about they range from thirty four. dollars to Don't tell me you 000. have 14 of those also. No, nah, I ain't got no Frisian horse. I'm scared of horses. <laughs> All right. Now, speaking of people and getting out of businesses, you know, Jada Pinkett Smith, of course, has a Red Table Talk. And now everyone's posting this throwback clip of her on the show talking about her relationship with Will Smith and how she is not going anywhere. Listen to this. If you marry me, know this. We're going to be together. We're going to be under the same roof. You might be on one end of that joker with somebody else. <laughs> and I might be on one of this joker with yep. somebody else. Yeah. And I, I always be, said, that's ridiculous. <laughs> but we're going to be in this joker together. Now, a lot of people like are that. talking about that in reference to, obviously, August Alcina saying that he had the relationship with Jada Pickett-Smith for years of his life and gave of himself and the love that he had for her and Will Smith giving them his blessing. I actually sat down with Will and had a conversation due to the transformation from their marriage to life partnership that they've spoken on several times and it, you know, not involving romanticism. Mm -hmm. He gave me his blessing and I, I totally gave myself to that relationship for years of my life and I truly loved and have a ton of love for her. Yeah, I mean, look, people could talk about their relationship all they want, but what works for them works for them. What works for them doesn't necessarily work for me, but if, as long as they're happy, they're together, things work in their relationship, every relationship is different. You can't be mad at that. All right, now, as we're trying to figure out what are you going to do on this holiday weekend, since we're talking about rich people, Justin Bieber has rented a $5 million Hamptons home for three weeks, and he paid $375,000 for that for three weeks. Yeah, I mean, and, I, I, people can't really go out the country, so they're going to the Hamptons, they're going to Malibu, and they're renting these uh, mansions, and they're relaxing. I think Jay has a, he rented a, a, a mansion out there in the Hamptons, Justin Bieber. I mean, yeah, that's what people are doing. Envy, you had the nerve to tell me when I told you I canceled my trip that I should try to go to the Hamptons. Yeah. I, I don't have $375,000. Well, it depends where you go in the Hamptons. Like, there's the house that's directly on the beach in the Hamptons, and then there's the the, the house that's a couple of blocks off the beach from the, the Hamptons. I mean, it's, still it's what quite you want to spend. Yeah, but you got it. You could buy a house for that, okay? That's I how I'm thinking. I, I, I think the same thing. <laughs> All right, and Will Packer has a sports drama in the works, a HBCU sports drama, so that should be exciting to watch. It's a timely story about a young man's journey of discovery at an HBCU and his fight against the NCAA system. So, I'm excited about that. I'd love to see that. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee.
Now, uh, when we come back, we got the People's Choice Mix. Happy birthday to Missy Elliott. Today is Missy Elliott's birthday. Also, it's our bro's birthday. Plies. All right, shout to Revolt. We'll see you guys next week. We're heading on vacation for uh, 4th of July. But for everybody else, the People's Choice Mix is up next. It's a couple of people's birthday today, and we're going to celebrate them today in the mix. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. EJ, Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, uh, Yee, you did a great job with that August Alcy in the interview, man. Kudos to you. Drop a bomb for Angela Yee. Thank you. August is my guy. He was the first person I had on when we relaunched Lip Service again. We did like a special one-off with him, and that's kind of what brought it back. And then I also launched his first ever album release party, so that Donnell Rawlings flew himself out to mm-hmm. and was being a bird the whole time. We actually FaceTimed Donnell before we started the interview, and Donnell started screaming and almost lost his mind. Goodness gracious, Donnell's such a girl. All yes, right. but shout out to August, man. I just think that his album is amazing. I love the fact that he's so open and transparent about everything that's going on in his life, and he felt like he just had some things he wanted to get off his chest so he could move forward. Absolutely. Well, shout to August Alcina again, my birthday brother. All right, when we come back, we got the positive notes. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, uh, we're going on vacation for a couple of days. Uh, I'll be back on Tuesday. So you guys enjoy the 4th of July. Uh, have a great weekend, man. Be safe. Continue to wear your mask, social distance. And yeah, you got a positive note? Yes, and I'm going to let Viola Davis give you this positive note. Now, this is an old interview. This is over a year old, but I think it's very relevant at this point today even. So listen to Viola Davis. I got the Oscar. I got the Emmy. I got the two Tonys. I've done Broadway. I've done off-Broadway. I've done TV. I've done film. I've done all of it. I have a career that's probably comparable to Meryl Streep, Julianne Moore. They had the same path as me, and yet I am nowhere near them. Not as far as money, not as, as far as job opportunities, but I have to get on that phone and people say, you're a black Meryl Streep. Okay, then if there's no one like me, you think I'm that? You pay me what I'm worth. Breakfast club, bitches! We all finished or y'all done?